You are Locked on Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sambrano. Host of Locked on Rays on the Locked on Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked on Rays on Himalaya, as well as Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Rays. Well, Ulysses, a win is a win is a win, although I would like to stop seeing some of these crazy deficits that the Rays have to come back from. This time, down 6-0 by the fourth inning. The Rays tie it up and then win in extras on a wild pitch. Hey, a playoff team always has memorable moments throughout the regular season, and this is one of those memorable moments, I suppose. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, uh, you don't <laughs> you don't imagine it going exactly like that uh, when they have their pregame mm-hmm. uh, meeting about the game. But, you know, like you say, win is a win. And that one feels good because it certainly uh, highlighted how many guys can can kind of be the the hero and and step up at the right time and and we had definitely plenty of those guys uh last night where you can say well no if it wasn't for him or x player you know we wouldn't have been able to do that and there's a lot of players on that list and maybe most importantly on that list is the team leader or one of the team leaders in kevin kiermeyer for starting off the bottom of the 10th inning with that hustle double having the awareness to hit the ball through the shift or against the shift, yeah. and then seeing where the right fielder was positioned, going for it, going for that double. I'm glad it was him running instead of, right. say, uh, Tommy Pham or Jimon Choi or one of the other cast of characters who try to stretch out a double. <laughs> I think the rule is hustle double. Let's reserve those for Kevin Kiermeyer. Please. It worked in that instance. Because uh, it just, man, he's such an explosive, dynamic player. Like, you know, as a, as a baseball player, you might only have four or five chances in a nine-inning game where you actually have to run. You know, your three, four at-bats and maybe a couple plays that you're doing on the field in a three-hour span. Mm-hmm. So... I love players that recognize that, that it's not so many times that they get to run or that they have to run, and then they do so. You know, uh, I love a guy that takes a walk and then runs to first. Mm-hmm. He's that style. kind of guy, yeah. He's that kind of guy. He's the guy that saw an opportunity here to steal a bag from the, the right fielder, Grichik, and he took it. He took it. I mean, that's and that's also baseball IQ. Mm-hmm. Top of the uh, bottom of the tenth. I'm the fastest guy in this team. If I can get on second base, we're winning this thing. And he was the guy that had the awareness when he got to third base. He sees the wild pitch, sees it stick in the grass, and he sprints home and gets right. the winning run. And this was a game where you're down six zero you have to have pretty much your entire team step up. And that's what happened. You had the three two-run home runs. You had Ryan Yarbrough getting the job done after Matt Duffy and Jesus Aguilar couldn't (laughs) convert the third to first play, and that scores two unearned runs. Then you have the bullpen stepping up, throwing zeros. Chaz Rowe, Nick Anderson, Emilio Pagan doing huge work 
Amazing. Diego Castillo. And then, of course, guys finding a way to get hits, get walks, get on base. There were opportunities squandered like there are in pretty much every game. I think it was in the second inning where the bases were loaded and the Rays had nothing to show for it. I tell you what, if the Rays had left the bases loaded in the 10th inning with no outs, I would have lost my marbles. And and I'm not sure the Rays would have won that game if not for what happened after that. Yeah, you have you have to leave the stadium if you don't if they don't score there in uh, in the tenth because it, and and it, it didn't look good, you know when Tommy Pham strikes out, Travis Darno strikes out, you have to put the ball in play. And Tommy swing the bat. You can't just he seems to take a lot of called third strikes in big situations with runners in scoring position, whatever it may be. Yeah, like is it a mental approach? Perfect. Yeah, looking for the perfect pitch or just like zoning in on one particular area of the strike zone? I don't know, but, you know, that race, fourth inning, uh, came out of a cheap comedy baseball movie. You know, mm-hmm. three, two run home runs in the same inning. I don't ever recall that uh, happening in a, in, a, in a game, and let alone to, to tie the ball game. So, yeah, there were negatives, but I think... The positives definitely outweigh um, outweigh them because it, it was all, such a thrilling game. It was such a thrilling game. And the game must have been sweeter from where you were sitting because you were actually at the trop. Where were you? On the third baseline right behind well, the Blue Jays? Uh, yeah, weapons? funnily enough, we were actually uh, sitting in, in section 145, which is in the outfield, on left field, and then a race – worker just goes hey would you, how would you like uh, how would you guys like to sit uh behind the the jays bullpen tonight and we're like what's the catch and he's like no catch we just want we're just trying to do something nice for race fans so that is gave, awesome so, so yeah so he gave us tickets and then we we were literally right behind the bullpen we uh, we talked to the, some bullpen guys too wilmer font was there okay um, so and you've got a couple balls. It was awesome. Any was trash talk? A... Any? Uh, <laughs> and, pretty much polite for the most part. No, I, I was you polite. Were a gift. Yeah, I was given a gift, so I was polite, but I, I, that didn't help. Uh, didn't stop me from doing my obnoxious clapping and and yes. yelling for sure. You are known for that. Where else in the major leagues would that happen? Where they allow you to move right. closer to the action? I went to a double A game in Texas a couple months ago. And I get yelled at and berated for moving down a couple of sections, even though the stands are completely empty. But no, at a major league game with playoff implications, (laughs) a huge moment, pretty much every game matters for the rest of the season. You're able to do that. So with that um, little PSA, go support the Rays. Go to the game. Yeah, you 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 never know. You never know when they're going to give you you tickets to sit right next to a bullpen. Uh that's awesome. I mean, you can't put a price tag on that, and I didn't see a price tag on those tickets either. <laughs> so uh, it, it was really such a such a wonderful time to to spend a walk off win right next to the action. And it was such a huge game from the sense of you lose that, and you're looking at a possible sweep against the Blue Jays, a team right. that is playing for nothing, demoralizing, and not a good team at that. And it was funny because. The game started off, the first inning started off hot with Andrew Kittredge just striking out batters left and right, struck out the first five batters, and then walks into giving up a three-run home run to Brandon Drury. I'm still, three-run home run aside, I still like what Kittredge was delivering. I mean, he got some of the most nastiest, ugly 
looking excuse me swings from Blue Jays hitters with that slider. He's got that split finger, the changeup. Um, you know, Emilio Pagan said after the game, you know, that was the best stuff that he's ever uh, seen Kittredge have, and he's played with him, um, you know, uh, this year, and I think in in the past as well. So. Uh, yeah, he looked nasty from where I was sitting, and Emilio too. He came clutch, you know. When 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 there are men on second and third with one out, you're you're thinking, well, oh, this this could be better, and and it got better, mm-hmm. you know, and striking out the side there. No, it was a great uh, race win, and by race win, I mean everybody was involved. Everybody: Meadows, Garcia, Adamas, Kiermaier, Nick Anderson. What, mm-hmm. I mean, this guy just keeps. Uh, impressing uh, race fans and Emilio Yarbrough Kittredge. I mean, I, th- I think it was a great overall game. And it was good from, you know, you can look at it a lot of different ways. Everybody, including us, we're going to talk about Kevin Kiermaier and what he was able to do in that 10th inning. But also Austin Meadows for taking that breaking ball that goes to the five hole. There's a lot of guys mm-hmm. that would either swing at that pitch and, and swing right through it or pop it up. Right. He, I thought he was going to work a quality at bat. The way he was swinging, the way his approach was during that game, he had three hits on the night, including right. that two when runs he's last. Hot. When yeah. he's hot, he's able to 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 be a, a, a Duffy, an Aguilar. You know, uh, he working the at bat. Choi does that very well too. Work the at bat, and I think when that's a good sign. When Austin is is there for four or five pitches. Making the pitcher work, that, that's that's good news for race fans. Mm-hmm. And now he leads the team in home runs. And it could be kind of interesting if and when Brandon Lau comes back, if there will be a little bit of a battle for the home run champion. That will be one of the fun things to watch coming yeah. up the rest of the season. Coming up next, which injured race player would you most like to have back? We'll talk about it. All right, Ulysses, before we get to the injured Rays player we'd most like to have back this season, a little bit of news for a former Rays player and not good news. Tim Beckham has been suspended 80 games for using a banned substance, Stanazol or whatever it's called. He is going to be out and won't be paid and he'll miss a portion of next season. And it brings us back to that 2008 draft where the Rays took Beckham instead of Buster Posey. The guy that the Rays should have taken instead of him. And it's just one of those crazy situations where it's like, wow, it's been a a rocky career for Tim Beckham. It really has. And you hear these kinds of stories with number one overall picks where the pressure is just so much that mm-hmm. they, they might not be able to to do a lot with that. And, you know... Especially Beckham, as an 18-year-old out right. of high school. I mean, there's a reason it took him seven years to pretty much get called up to the big leagues on a regular basis. Yeah, I mean, it's just... It's unfortunate for, for him, but, I mean, um, it, it's just... It was a bad... <laughs> it was a bad draft pick by the Rays, obviously, yes. as we... I think nobody would say otherwise uh but yeah he he wasn't even doing that great i mean i thought you know performance enhancing drugs you know they did something but he was slashing 237 294 461 you know he's always had power mm-hmm. he's always uh been, for for the kind of player that he is he, he does have some pop i believe he has 15 bumps uh to his name uh this year 
he won AL Player of the Week this uh, this season. I think the first se- uh, week uh, of baseball. So he started pretty hot, but he lost his starting shortstop gig mid-May, and he's been the utility guy. It, it's a shame. Yeah, and he said he was given the taint and substance from a trusted source, but you wonder how long he's been using this. I mean, he had 22 home runs in 2017 where um, you wonder if he had been doing these kinds of things before then. I mean, he also had the drug suspension in 2012. He's had, he's just been an inconsistent player. And yeah, like you said, a yeah. bad draft pick. Although that 2008 draft was outside of Buster Posey, the top end draft picks really didn't turn out to do much. Um, I think Eric Hosmer was a guy, another guy that was very productive, but um, not to uh, bring up bad memories too much, but Tim Beckham has a career war of 5.4. Buster Posey has a career war of 41.8. So I'll so just that, leave that, it that. That, 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 that uh, looks like a lot uh, of difference there. But, yeah, uh, that's bad, right? Just, I think uh, we can yeah, agree. Um, I think luckily, so. <laughs> I think the Rays are better off with Willie Adamas for sure. So for all those people that complain about Willie Adamas and some of his shortcomings, we can always go back to the Tim Beckham era if you want. That's the alternative. And Wander Franco at some point will be called up. So hopefully good times for the shortstop (laughs) position coming up soon. Um, Moving on to the injuries that the Rays have had this season. There's been so many of them. We posed this question on Twitter which injured Rays player would you most like to see back with the team this season? 60% said Tyler Glass now. 26% said Blake Snell. 14% said Brandon Lau. And nobody voted for other. It's, you know, Yanni Chirinos, Yandy Diaz, Joey Wendell, etc. I guess nobody wanted to vote for Daniel Robertson either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no takers there. Um, yep. But I ask you, Ulysses, who would you most like to see back this season, say for late August, September, and a possible playoff chase. You know, I think at first I wanted to say Tyler Glass now because mm-hmm. he was doing so so great. But I, I, I don't see a world where they don't baby Tyler Glass now if he comes back in the 2019 season. And what I want is somebody to provide length. So obviously, then that would have to fall on Blake Snell because you know they would. I would think they would give him a longer leash uh, than Tyler Glass now. But then again, would they really give a long leash to the guy that they just paid $50 million for yeah. five years? Or would they baby him and take care of it, of their investments? So I guess pitching is where I want to fall. But mm-hmm. I don't think the Rays would use them as the fans would, would want them to. How about you? So... If you had to choose one player, would it be a pitcher or would it be Brandon Lau? Who's no, and I, I would have to be pitching. It would have to be. Yeah. It would have to be Snell, I guess. Yeah. You, know. you know, and I agree with you. Although most of the people on social media said Tyler Glass. Now, I go back to the fact that we're talking about the 2018 Cy Young Award winner and right. a guy that before his injury was really starting to roll and get back on track. He had two earned runs. He had given up two earned runs or fewer in his last four starts. And Mm -hmm. as much as I love Tyler Glass now stuff, and I love the projection and future of him, I just go back to the experience factor and the battle test back factor. 
And that's where Blake Snell has 94 starts as a starter, even though he's only 26. Tyler Glasnow is, what, 25? They're in the same age range. Uh, age range. Um, and Glasnow has, what, 36 starts? So you're talking about a guy that's been there, done that with Blake Snell, um, and also having a valuable left-handed arm speaks for a lot, although I know he hasn't been as great against lefties this year. I mean, you go back to his 2018 season, his ERA against lefties was .70. I mean, that is valuable when September picks up. And that's the guy for 2019 who I would rather have back. Now, ask me in 2020, 2021, 2022, maybe Tyler Glass now. I think we also kind of forget how good Glass now was I mean, just looking at his oh, numbers, he was fantastic. The ERA, was fantastic. the strikeouts, and even the advanced statistics, his FIP, a lot of different things showed that he is going to be, or you would expect him to be, an elite starter for the next several years. But I find it hard to turn my back on a guy that won the Cy Young last year, is had been rolling since right before the All-Star break. Well, do you and, think they would, they would give him a long leash? Uh, to Snell, or would they actually just be like, you know, four or five innings, 80 pitch counts? Oh, I, I think for the rest of this season, I don't think they're going to give anybody a long leash. I think that, and I heard Kevin Cash talking yesterday that it's it might be a three or four inning thing, if they do even come back at all, which still is a possible question mark. Right. But I think whoever it is, um, you know, I, I, I don't foresee either of these guys going six or seven strong or anything like that, but some of them is better than none of them, I would say that. So even three brands yeah, of Glasnow or Snell, I'll take it. But um, as for the player I would like back immediately, I would have to go with Blake Snell. And and even if it's three innings, I, I'm okay with that. It's it's better to have him than not have him, even if it's in a bullpen, long relief, open a roll, whatever you want to do with them, as yeah, long as you've guess, got him on the mound. I guess I would, uh, that would make these two guys uh, bulk guys. You know, you would yeah. – You'd have um, somebody open for them, and then they get the the bulk of the innings there. And by the sixth inning, you're 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 using your bullpen again. It seems interesting. I'm like you say, three to four innings by Glasnow and Snell are better than no innings by Glasnow mm-hmm. and Snell. So, um, yeah, that, I guess that would be better. But it's such a shame because if we had those two guys going six, seven innings strong, uh, I think our playoff chances would be. Uh, Way better. <laughs> oh, if those guys were back, yeah. full healthy, and you know, if and buts, everything like that. But you're talking about a staff that could rival, could possibly rival the Astros. I know the Astros have bigger names and bigger pedigree, but I like my chances with Snell, Glass, now Morton, Morton McKay, mm-hmm. and Yarbrough. Like even people, yeah. he, he also gets left out as well. And also throw Torinos in the mix as well. Right. That's a guy we didn't even mention, but I think it's kind of obvious we'd rather have Snell or Glass now instead of Torinos, but he's been right. great. I mean, pitching. Well. I mean, whoever gets back, I mean, we just need pitching. An right arm. Anybody that can arm. throw. A live arm. Yeah, I can throw strikes, please. Uh, quality strikes. Yeah, we. that's what we need, and that's what those three guys provide. And hopefully we'll see them back before the season ends. So that'll do it for today's show. Remember, you can find us on Twitter at LockedOnRays, and you can also email us at LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Again, I'm Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to this show on the new podcasting app, Himalaya, as well as Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Rays.